Ben Smith here, the Director General of the IPA. I'm just back from my annual trip to Cannes, or Cannes, as the Americans insist on calling it. Um, and it was, uh, it was quite a trip, and um, slightly more hair-raising than usual because of the taxi strike. I don't know if you heard about it. Uh, that, that was happening at the time. The French taxi drivers were blockading the roads that lead up to Nice Airport, um, protesting against Uber. Um, and everybody was concerned about how they were going to get back, particularly as they'd heard reports of drivers pulling, uh, taxi drivers pulling out people from Uber taxis and beating them up. Uh, anyway, Uber's response to this was to lay on a number of helicopters from Cannes to go straight to the Nice Airport. And as you can imagine, uh, given that Cam was full of advertising people, there was no shortage of uh, would-be passengers. And uh, due to their surge pricing, I think Uber ended up making more money than they would have made had there not been a, a taxi strike in the first place. So it's a good example of um, not being able to stop progress, I suppose. And, and progress or the future is what I wanted to, to talk about because whilst we were there in Cannes, uh, we, the IPA, um, put on an event on Thursday on the top of the Marriott. Um, very well attended, by the way, about 100 or so people came uh, to uh, unveil the findings of our study that we've done with the Future Foundation about the future of marketing and advertising. And uh, it really is um, a, a, a report I recommend you, you get hold of. In fact, you can download it from our website now. I think it's only 35 quid. Um, and it is full of gems, full of stuff that um, you will want to, to share with your clients, I'm sure. So uh, don't delay, get on that website and, and download it. Um, but anyway, after the event, I managed to nab a few people and talk to them about uh, Cannes in general. Um, I spoke to, uh, in the first case, I spoke to Nancy Hill, who is the, um, well, she's my opposite number, really, runs the four A's in New York. Then I spoke to Tom Knox, our president and the chairman of Lowe, and then Lindsay Patterson, uh, the boss of, of Maxus, um, to get a sort of media take on, on what was going on. And then I talked to um, Camilla Harrison of Anomaly. I spoke to Ben Essen of uh, head, uh, plan, head of planning at Iris, and Nikki Unsworth of BJL Manchester, and now London as well, about the event itself and, and what they took out of it. Anyway, here's what they had to say. Okay, so here I am on the top of the Marriott in Cannes with Nancy Hill, my opposite number from the four A's, and we're putting on a joint event today which is all about the future of advertising. So, uh, Nancy, what, 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 do you, what do you think about the future and what do you think we're going to get out of today? Well, I think it's going to be a very interesting discussion because one of the things I'm going to be talking about is how far apart agencies and marketers are in terms of what they believe agencies can actually deliver. Um, when you talk to marketers, they don't think agencies can deliver everything they need, and agencies say, yes, we can. And I think part of what we need to get to is how do we bridge that gap? And I know Gaston from uh, Sapient is going to be talking a little bit about that. That's good. And if, how much of the gap is perceived and how much of it is real, do you think? I think there's probably somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think agencies do a, a great job of overselling themselves sometimes, and clients see that. And when I talk to the client side uh, marketers many times, they've just said, you know, I'm going to curate a group of agencies because I find that that's the way I get the best work. And yet on the other side, you see full service agencies who say, but I can do this for you. So I think there's a little bit of a perception gap, but I also think there's a, a bit of don't oversell yourself. Yeah. Is there, um, I know in the, in the UK there's a, it's nothing like a big movement, but there's some bigger clients now talking about having in-house creative 
facilities is that we uh, you see that a lot in the states it's existed for a long time for uh, financial services for insurance companies Um, but I think there's more and more capabilities that they are bringing in-house mostly out of necessity they have to get closer to their consumer and the only way they can do that is that they bring some of that capability in-house but they also will tell you that that they never believe that they're going to get to the big idea that they still believe that the agency is the best place to find that yeah and I, i would i would agree with that i'm with nikki unsworth uh, of BJO in Manchester and London now. Absolutely. Um, so we've just seen the uh, future presentation. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what did you take out of that? Um, well, I suppose we all spend a lot of time talking about the future of agencies. And it was good to see the IPA working with the Future Foundation and the 4As to, to begin to put some context around it. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I'm looking forward to the full report. Um, and I love the way the Future Foundation um, frame things, which is always a little bit different from maybe how we would as agencies ourselves. Yeah, and do you, I mean, were you listening to things and thinking, yeah, we're already taking account of that and we're beginning to shift in, our, in the way we work with clients? Or is there stuff there that you're now going to apply? How would you? Yeah, I think it was interesting. The four A's were looking five years ahead. And I think certainly on that, I felt, well, we're doing a lot of that. I think the fact that the IPA with the Future Foundation were looking 10 years ahead, I could begin to see things emerging that we maybe haven't fully embraced, but they completely and utterly made sense. And I think the fact that they put it, or you and them put it in a framework where there's sort of um, contextualised brands gave us something to work with. So I think there are things we can we can learn from that. Did you think there was um, some veracity in this idea that clients don't really believe agencies can deliver in the future against what their objectives might be? Is there a gap between what we say we can do and what they, they think we can do? Well, I, th- I think... I think it's up to us to prove that we can plug that gap and I think clients need to see us changing and buddying up with them and becoming real partners and so I suppose it's difficult to answer that as a sort of industry question. All you can do is look at your own agency. So it was interesting, one of the, the chats on the panel afterwards was talking about the value of strategic thinking for clients and certainly I think that's something that if you can add value strategically for clients then they can really believe that you can make a difference and it feels like it feels like that's increasing importance rather than decreasing mm. and I think a number of clients have said to me yeah we you know we're slightly skeptical about agencies for this reason and that reason but they still all come back to the fact that they don't believe they can have the big ideas themselves you know so there's yeah there's always going to be that that yeah. role to fill, I think. Absolutely. And I think what's happened in the last few years is I think we've all had to home in on where we genuinely make a difference. Um, and I think the sort of general delivering stuff, a lot of clients are beginning to take that on board themselves. So I think the sort of real strategic thinking, getting to the, the sort of true insight, and then a brilliant creative idea, platform, strategy is where we make a difference. And that's the thing that clients can't do themselves. Um, and I think that reinforced a lot of that. So that was interesting for me. I'm with Camilla Harrison. What about the future, Camilla? What are, you, are you looking forward to it or are you scared of it? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I thought it was great, actually. I particularly love the Future Foundation stuff. That is, uh, there's a lot in there and um, I think that's pretty exciting. I like that. Um, I think the thing, the, th- the thing that I took out of it that I got quite excited about was the changing tectonic plates underneath all of us at the moment. So this sort of realisation about how not just what agencies will do or clients doing anything else, but this conversation emerged about what an agency of record looks like in the future. Is there even one? And the landscape disru- sort of being disruptive 
to how our industry is set up and how we come together as competitors around clients as well as collaborators, I think it's really interesting. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm up for that. What did you think of the... Uh, there were some great sound bites. There were some good sound bites. Uh, I like the... Uh, there, was a, there was a metaphor overload at one point. It, it did get a little bit There was crazy. There was a bit that went... Uh, we're all fighting different battles but climbing the same hill. Mountain. Mountain. Oh, it was mountain. Like I'm that. such an optimist. I thought I like it was that. just a hill. And I, but the one that Small stuck... Bump. I like the... We are, Mer, we are Merlins to the King oh. agencies. We like that. Yeah, but the, really, this is the point about agency of record. Should there only be one Merlin? Well, that's what he said. How many Merlins? Yeah. yeah. And the other one was every agency should have a hacker, a hustler and a... Uh, hipster, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So. I've got some hipsters. But you've got, got you're some... full of hipsters, then. Yeah, you? we've we've got hipsters and hackers, and I think I'm the hustler. So you're ready for the future. I'm I'm hustling that future. Yeah, Brilliant. totally love okay, it. Okay, well enjoy, can. Brilliant, thanks. Then I speak to Tom Knox, our president and the chairman of Lowe. How's your can been so far, Tom? Hi, Paul. Uh, it's been great from. Uh, question of the weather has been absolutely fantastic perfect i think perfect cam weather lovely temperature in the evening um from an agency point of view it's been a little bit disappointing because we didn't win as uh, as many lines as we would have liked to we were still, happy to, still a few days we picked ago, up yeah, no i think we, we know your, your, your hot shots done. were okay yeah, you were going early and yeah yeah but we yeah. we we um we, we've done all right but particularly as a network we're, we're reasonably happy oh, good. and our good. german uh, colleagues have won Absolutely, tons of lines for the uh, Nazis against Nazis thing. Which is a good, yeah. Well, is, I think everyone, great, everyone's yeah. seen that. It's a great. Um, and I've also been really chuffed at the things that have have won big. Uh, in particular, uh, two of my favourites: this girl can and always like a girl, which have both uh, on uh, right on the they're on trend for your agenda as well. Yeah, precisely. So uh, I think one of the things that's been encouraging is that there's been a lot of talk uh, at Can generally uh, on. The subjects of uh, of my agenda and a lot of talk about purposeful brands and being a force for good uh, and diversity and uh, I think there's I really feel there's a groundswell behind it mm. um, somewhat worry about people might think I was jumping on a bandwagon but I promise you that we were absolutely the vanguard well, it was great I mean I because I saw you earlier at that diversity um, um, meeting that um, the APA organized wasn't it and I thought Trevor Robinson said something interesting, which was that when you do this thing, you get you get better results. And I think that's a message we've got to keep hammering home. You know, because at the end of the day, we all want to do the right thing. But if it also means you're going to make more money, have better, happier clients, it's it's sort of a no-brainer, isn't it? No, I, I thought Trevor was uh, astonishingly inspiring, and and it really. Uh, powerfully hit home to me that when you say in the abstract that greater diversity leads to more creativity and better collaboration and, and better work, that's fine in the abstract. But he is a living example of that. And I'd never thought he wrote one of my favourite ads of all it's time, which was the Tango Tango, tango yeah. Slap and You've Been Tangoed. And it, I had never really seen it through the prism of diversity before. And he explained how he and Al Young were kind of kids from the, the wrong side of the track. And the explosion of that ad was an explosion of disruptive creativity, yeah. and it was exactly like two naughty schoolboys being. being and it was, and it was now thinking back. I mean, we've all seen that that first one of the orange man outside the newsagents. I mean, it was it was such a punk ad at the time, wasn't it? And of course, as you say, listening to him talk about where he grew up and everything, you could see how he came to that idea. So yeah, I so I think we'll more. we'll be definitely. I think it'd be great to look out for the examples of that. Um, 
now contemporary examples because yeah. because you and I remember that commercial because we are I think well, the word is seasoned but the um, sure. the yeah. people coming into uh, the business now probably won't know that so we've got to get some some contemporary examples but I thought Trevor spoke very powerfully yeah great well look Tom have a good rest of can uh, maybe there are some lines lurking there that you that you don't know about but, but I know that the Brits have done really well so far I mean we're at Thursday and I think um, it's looking like the UK's had a good yeah good look, exactly I mean and, and obviously Adam and Eve have done well again and um, we've Grey have done well Grey have done well mm. and we've we've I think we've punched above our weight mm. which is which and I'd, actually one other thing I'll say is that um, you and I were um, having a chat with Google uh, earlier this week and uh, it was very good to hear that Google uh, regard the UK as their single most progressive market it's the most um, it's the biggest e-tail market in the, in the world um, and they really see it as a hotbed of creativity and innovation even above the kind of home market of America Absolutely. and I thought that was a message that uh, we should promulgate and, and be proud of that we are a very digitally led economy and that the creative industries and advertising in particular plays a really important part in that and Google, Google want to play with this. I'm with Ben Essen who's the Planning director, head of planning, top planner at Iris. I went to a bunch of bunch of talks yesterday. I think I really enjoyed the YouTube session. Um, Grace Hellig and uh, Mark Ronson and um, Jamal Edwards, and it just made me think how many exciting creative jobs there are out there for people that aren't don't involve uh, working at an agency. Um, and if you're young and you're coming into into this world, then you're going seeing them talk. Hey, I want to be. I want a bit of them, and I'm going to want to. You know, maybe I'll become a, a YouTube yeah. star or whatever, and, and we need to be attracting those people, um, and we need to feel like we are that place that you can go and fulfil that ambition. Yeah, and sometimes people like Farrell and all these people, they they say stuff which is we could say the same thing, but we kind of get bogged down in all the jargon and, and trying to make it sound too sensible. Mm. So maybe you're on something there. Well, and the other, um, I saw a lot of celebrities yesterday. So I saw Will I Am talking about data um, and. He had an interesting point around leadership and um, uh, basically saying that there are people who follow um, and they follow what, you know, what the trends are and they follow what other people are doing um, and then there's people who follow their own beat um, and they're the weirdos and the, you know, the outcasts and um, people a bit like Will I Am um, who actually end up, you know, once they have confidence in following their own beat, are the leaders, they're, they're the, the inventors. And it made me think, as an agency again, that's what we you know, we need to we need to start worrying about a bit less about what everyone thinks of us and a bit more about what we care about and what we feel like doing when we get up in the morning. And I think if you do that, you have mojo and clients want to be with you and it, 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 you start producing exciting work. Absolutely. I suppose it's about confidence, really, isn't it? Mm. So I'm with Lindsay Patterson. Um, how's your cam been so far? My can has been quite long, Paul. I've been here. This is day 11 for me. Thank you for putting me in the shade um, because I'm slightly overheating. Um, it's been fascinating. So I judged for the first week for three days in the media lines. Always interesting to see the best work, hopefully, from around the world. Also frustrating to see the amount of work that didn't have proper results and effectiveness, something on the IPA's agenda. It was quite shocking. I think it took me till the morning of day two to see any entry with a proper ROI figure, which I think is pretty appalling. But anyway, it, it was great to see some fantastic work. Um, and then for media agencies, actually, can is quite, it's genuinely quite hard work. We have lots of agency uh, meetings, top to tops with all the media owners and the vendors, 
obviously delightful lunches with some of our partners as well, meetings with clients. And it's not then, all work. <laughs> and then we get to let our hair down towards the end of the day and the evening. So it's been and, great. And people are saying, you know, is creativity is dead, long live tech. Um, and I think actually the challenge is, and we talk about programmatic a lot, it's one of the buzzwords in media, but I actually think programmatic could be the springboard for a new type of creativity where you have advertising that is very local, very personalised, um, and it, it should be seen as a, as a huge opportunity to change. And I think we're moving into an era. Well, the sort of hyper targeting aspect. Yeah, hyper targeting, but also that could be hyper creative as well. So I think people kind of worry about the smallness of precise targeting or possibly of formats. But I think you can be incredibly creative in a hyper personalised way. And it's just a different way of, of thinking about communication. Do you think brands are still going to do the traditional long term, sort of more emotional brand building stuff? I hope so, because my fear is that people will get so led down the short-term route, the you know the linear uh, short-term metrics, which of course you can get in a digitalised world, that people will forget that the desire for a Mercedes uh, Benz be, car yeah. starts age seven, Absolutely. age age fourteen, age fifteen, you know twenty, and, and the average age of a buyer is actually fifty-four. But if you only started advertising and hyper-targeting someone age fifty-three, then yeah. I I do worry about that. Yeah, it's it's someone famously said the short term isn't is not is not just a lo- sorry I'm going to start that again the long term is not a series of short terms added together I mean it's a different thing isn't it totally yeah. different thing so um, great alright well have a lovely time and thanks um, for taking part in our future future gazing session today pleasure thank you ok so much for Can um, next time I'm going to be talking to uh, somebody completely different um, and that would be Norina Hertz who is um, an economist uh, an academic and a best-selling author and Narina is a veteran of the TED circuit and she's going to be speaking at our commercial conference and um, she's, quite, uh, she's quite a thinker and quite a talker so I'm hoping to grab an interview with her uh, and talk to her about some of the pressing economic issues of today and I look forward to sharing that with you soon. This has been Paul Baines Fair and this has been the IPA podcast. Thank you.